0: Hello, Spookspotters! Welcome to the Paranormal Tourist this week, and we have a very strange one for you, which is why our release dates this week have gone slightly weird. We've been working on a charity festival that we actually do every year, and it raises money for the Samaritans. And at the moment, the Samaritans are obviously very, very busy with people phoning them up with many, many COVID-related issues. Now... We do a lot of fundraising for the Samaritans as part of a group called Friends of the Samaritans. Unfortunately, all our events um, are cancelled this year. We do gigs and festivals, ghost hunts, whatever it is. We do lots and lots and lots of things. And that raises the money to help run the Samaritans in the area that I'm from. So... What we did, we did a virtual festival this year uh, with lots and lots of interesting things. You can find it if you go on YouTube, it's Cheltenham Friends of the Samaritans. You'll find us there and you will find an episode, this week's episode, of The Paranormal Tourists. It's a very, very short little episode there and it is hosted by Danny. Now... We actually did two little mini episodes because we got the theatre manager from a place that we've often talked about, the Playhouse Theatre, and we've also investigated that quite often. We got him to come on and tell you all about the ghosts as well. So there's about half an hour's worth of paranormal tourist material. I can't tell you where it is in the video, but watch the whole thing. You can fast forward, you can rewind, and I think the individual videos are up there as well. So keep your eyes open, you'll see her in a couple of things during that day, but there is an episode of The Paranormal Tourists. It's on at some point, so just click on there, they've put the whole stream up and enjoy it. So, having said that, here's this week's episode, whilst I'm currently editing next week's episode, which should be out probably tomorrow. Time is a weird thing, I'm getting very confused. Anyway, Keep spook spotting stay safe and I can't say that it's not the end of the episode right um just enjoy this
1: And welcome to the Paranormal Tourist. I am not your host Tom Jordan and I am not your paranormal expert Ross Andrews. I am the other one. I am Danny Magellan and I am here for a mini episode of Paranormal Tourist for the first virtual Cheltenham Craft Beer Festival. Now, today I'm going to be talking about a couple of places that you can go and visit to do some spook spotting. Now, the information you'll be pleased to know does not come from um, Amazing Spooks and Mysteries nor is it from an episode of Strange But True. Our paranormal expert Ross Andrews may not be here, however, he has provided us with the information I'm going to relay to you. However, If you are going to these places please bear in mind we are still in lurgy lockdown and therefore please maintain all social distancing rules please if you are taking any picnics or drinks or anything else with you please take your rubbish away don't touch anything wash your hands and um ideally wear a mask if you can okay let's get started our first place is bishops cleave One gentleman, who would consider himself of sound mind, saw a phantom in the church and he witnessed whilst taking communion. This particular act of worship requires you to kneel down at an altar, which this witness's wife and daughter were doing. He, however, was patiently standing with his son, waiting until it was their turn. His wife was kneeling with about 14 other people from the congregation and he noticed there was someone kneeling there who was rather unusually dressed. The figure appeared to be wearing what looked like a smock-like coat with a white collar. The coat had a belt around it, and rather surprisingly, the character had old-style knee breeches and black silk stockings. Suffice to say, this character most certainly looked out of place, for rarely do you have fancy dress communion. You do get some strange religious orders that wear all sorts of costumes and outfits that somehow make them more devout, so our witness put it down to a rather eccentric order of some sort. This Pilgrim Father type of figure left his mind as he then took his turn, medical history written up in a book for all to see. I will say that it ended in one person being hospitalised hospitalised for his own mental health. We always say that no one has ever been harmed by a ghost, but beware if you are on the edge of a nervous breakdown, ghost hunting may not be the hobby for you. Bishop's Cleve is a uh, lovely little town just outside Cheltenham that you can um, go and visit. It's a beautiful area in the Cotswolds uh, and plenty of areas to walk and the church is in the centre of town. And like we say, please adhere to social distancing and be respectful of the area and the church um, and don't leave any litter or, or do any damage whilst you're there. Don't touch anything and if you do, please wash your hands. Now, our second story is from Pittville Lake. The White Lady, specifically. There is a tale of a ghost that wanders around the lake. She appears as a white figure floating along, sometimes over the lake and sometimes to the side of it. She is not the same as the reputed witch that once lived there. One exclamation, explanation could be mist rising off the lake forming into pockets and air currents giving the appearance of an upright figure remember as Ross tells us the brain immediately tries to put everything it sees into categories and if it sees something of vaguely human size and shape it assumes it is a human then when the mist dissipates the brain gets confused and may start thinking along the lines of ghosts to try and explain what it saw or is there really a ghost that hovers around this lake There is a story of a young woman killing herself by drowning in the lake. She was heading towards the hospital and feared she was going to be diagnosed with cancer, and as the story goes, decided to kill herself rather than go through with the suffering. Now, apparently the post-mortem did not actually discover cancer, and it's reported this spirit has been seen even by members of her own family. Now, Pitbull Lake is, as you may suspect, round Pitville Park and again that is an area that you can walk around it leads up to the Pitville Pump Rooms it's a very beautiful area but again please keep your social distancing take your rubbish with you and uh, wear a mask if you can and keep on washing your hands singing happy birthday optional but make sure you do it thoroughly so I hope we've given you a few spooks to head off and try and find remember every week on Spotify we have a new episode of the paranormal tourists giving you places all over the country that you can visit and don't forget if you're wearing your Dominic Cummings mask you can drive as far as you want. We do not follow we do not advise following um, his lead and we would also like to remind everyone that uh, driving is not a successful way of testing your eyes. But you all knew that. Stay safe, stay sane and keep spook spotting from everyone here at the Paranormal tour.
0: Thank you, Danny. And now we're going to welcome somebody else. It is the theatre manager from the Playhouse Theatre telling us all about the spooks there. It's Paul Scott. You might be wondering whereabouts I am. It may not be terribly clear. Um, but we're in the
2: auditorium. Behind me are the doors that go through to the dressing rooms and the disabled toilet. And the only bit of light, the reason it's dark, um, a, obviously, we're going to talk about ghost stories. But the only light we've got on at the moment is what's known as a ghost light. Now, ghost light is a single light, usually on a stand, in the middle of the stage, which is on when nothing is taking place. There are two schools of thought. One is it's a health and safety issue. So if someone did have to come into the building while the lights are off, there's at least some illumination, they can at least make sure they don't fall off the edge of the stage. The other is connected with ghosts, and that the light is there to let... The theatre ghosts know now it is around and that they need to look after the building for us while we're shut. Or to allow them to perform on the stage so they can see what they're doing. So, ghost light. I'll put a picture up later of our ghost light. So, ghost stories. It's not yet Halloween, but why not? And this lighting sort of suits the... uh, the right atmosphere for ghost stories. Sorry it means you seeing a lot of me, which isn't ideal, but I thought just staring at the ghost light was probably even worse in the school of things. Now, most theatres have ghosts. We have three. We have a man and a woman and a child, but they're not a family. We know who the little girl is. We have an idea who the man might be, but we have no idea at all who the woman is. But we're not gonna talk about the actual people this week. This week, we're just gonna talk about the actual ghost stories. So, first up, the man. And the man has been seen in what's known as the dungeon, one of our rehearsal rooms. And he's known to walk through the walls. Many years ago, there was a play reading going on in the dungeon, and they're all sat around in a circle which is the normal thing in play readings. And someone saw a man walk through one wall, cross the room and go straight out through the opposite wall. Now, you assume you didn't sort of see that. It was just a trick of the light. However, this person looked round the circle and noticed someone else was staring at exactly the same spot of the wall where the man walked through. So later they had a little chat coffee afterwards. And yes, they had both seen the exact same man walking through the exact same part of the wall. Yeah. The second ghost is that of a woman. Now, she moves around a bit. I didn't say gets around a bit. That would be a little bit rude. Now, sometimes she's seen on the balcony here in the auditorium. Sometimes she's seen on the stage. And then sometimes her voice is heard in a different part of the building. Now, one of my predecessors who worked here, Lynn Morgan, who's still a member here, she used to work in the box office. And she would always say hello or goodnight to the lady whenever she came in or out of the auditorium because she thought she looked after the building. You know, nothing scary or unpleasant has actually ever happened to anybody from one of our ghosts. Not so long ago, in fact, about six months ago, someone saw the woman on the balcony while they were doing some work on the stage but she does occasionally appear during a show simon young who some of you may know as a member of theater and part of the album project band who perform here quite often was doing a gig here not with the album project this is this is many years before that and after the gig in the green room bar someone came up and said how much they'd enjoyed it but they wanted to know what had gone wrong backstage because during the gig they'd seen a woman Come onto the stage from the wings, go up to Simon, whisper in his ear and go off again. Now, of course, Simon knew nothing and no one else in the audience had seen anything. But this person swore blind. The woman walked onto stage, whispered in his ear. Now, I've never seen the woman. I've never seen the little girl and I've never seen the man. But I have heard the woman. There is a part of the building Where, if you are lucky or unlucky, depending on your state of mind, she will speak to you. Well, all she actually does is call you by your name. I was in this particular part of the building one morning, and I heard my name being called, and I assumed it was Box Office Mary, who was downstairs somewhere and trying to find out where I was. So I opened the door, called down, yeah, Mary, here. No response. Fine. So I go back in the room, start typing it, and again, I hear my name called a second time. So again, open the door, call out for Mary, Nothing, because Mary was the only other person in the building. Back to work. Third time, my voice, this voice, my name again. Just my Christian name. So this is silly. So I go downstairs, oh, Mary's not down there. Okay, so I go through the box office and there's Mary on the phone. So I wait for Mary to get off the phone and say, what did you want? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, I heard you calling me. She went. No, I've been in the box office for the last 20 minutes. Now, that was odd. And not long after that, I spoke to a few other people who said they've had exactly the same experience in the same part of the building and heard a woman's voice calling them by name when there was no one else around at all. Weird. Oddly enough, we occasionally do ghost hunts around the building overnight. And there's one part of the building that people never, ever like and we run them quite scientifically actually so different groups never pass another in the building at the same time so no one can say oh i felt that or i saw that or i heard that there is one part of the building that every single person doesn't like or say feels very odd i'm not telling where it is because you might want to come and in fact once we reopen we're going to do a few of those and we're going to do one on halloween midnight to 3am you can spend the night in our haunted theatre, trying to track down some of our ghosts. We'll tell you more about that nearer the time. The third ghost is a little girl, and the little girl is seen quite often. She's the most frequently seen of our ghosts. Sometimes she's seen on the front of the stage, towards the gentleman's toilet. So, stage right, towards the front on the apron. And there have been occasions where people have seen her during a performance. And ushers can talk of several occasions where, on the way out, they say, you know, thank you for coming, did you enjoy the show, and been told that they enjoyed the show very much, but they didn't understand the significance of the little girl who was sat on the front of the stage throughout the whole of the second half. That's happened quite a bit. There have also been occasions where she's seen in the entrance to stage manager's corner, which is just around, around from me here. The last time that happened was during Jekyll and Hyde by the Cotswolds Voyards. And there's a guy operating the follow spot who didn't know the history of the building at all or any of the ghosts. And he was wearing earphones and a mic, to talk to the stage manager and came through saying, Jill, will you tell whoever sat right by the curtains to move? Because if I see them, the people in rows A and B can. Now, Jill, who was stage manager at the corner, looked at There was no one there. I was behind her. I was crew for the show. There was no one there at all. We were all in black, so we couldn't be seen. So she goes back, what do you mean there's, there's no one there? And he insisted that he could see what appeared to be a little girl sat three, three four feet in front of me where I was in the wings. No one there as far as we could see. Now we know who she is. And we'll talk more about her next week, Lillian. She was 11. Unpleasant what happened to her. So those are our three ghosts and we met pro- uh, ghost hunts. Now not to say, nothing unpleasant has happened to anybody but there have been seven deaths in this building. There's a possible eighth, but there's seven definite deaths. And we'll talk about those next week. But, say, nothing unpleasant has happened, and apart from one part of the building people don't like, no one ever feels uncomfortable. I've been here at three o'clock in the morning on my own, on my own as I am now, never feel safe, never feel unsafe, I feel perfectly fine, none of our ghosts are anything nasty, they look after the building for us. Um, but some people don't like it. We had an occasion once where, before the refurbishment, a guy turned up with a big box delivery that needs to go in the auditorium, and... Uh, got to the auditorium doors and he literally froze, put the box down, said, not going in there, went. Didn't even wait for a signature. He was just really unhappy, got out the building as soon as he could. When we did the refurbishment, part of the thing we had to do was, was change the ceiling. And you know how high up that is. And there were some guys up on a very tall scaffold platform. As they removed one of the panels from the ceiling, a hangman's noose fell out on them, and this guy, who was about six foot tall, about four foot wide, uh, screamed like a woman. Absolutely terrified him. The weird thing is, we've got no idea how that noose got there, because you know exactly how high that ceiling is. So how did someone get up there without a very, very, very tall scaffold tower, or a very, 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 very tall pair of stepladders, to put hangman's noose in our ceiling? Weirdly a year after that the news disappeared. We don't know where it's gone. Who's taken it? One of those strange things We had another chap in doing electrical testing about five years ago and He was in the building going around all the rooms testing all the light fittings equipment plugs the whole lot pack testing and he was in one particular part of the building and after he finished, he came down to the auditorium to do some work on the stage. And I brought him a cup of tea and he said, something really weird about that other room I was in. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, all the time I was doing the pack testing, I felt like someone was staring at me. Like, eyes in the back of my head and I kept turning around. There's no one there but just had this feeling I was being watched. I said, oh, OK. He said, but so I, I worked out what it was. He said, I could hear someone moving around in the room below, like moving furniture or something. And obviously I was hearing that and thinking there was someone here. And I said, which room? And he said, well, the room directly below. And I went, ah, right. My office. I went, oh, is it? Yeah. Different office than I have now, but. And I said, there's a problem with that. I'm the only one with a key. And for the last half an hour, I've been down the back alley spraying the weeds. And it's the only time in my life I've ever seen someone literally turn white. Absolute ashen white within a second. And he was really uncomfortable for the rest of the day carrying on around the building. So those are the ghost stores. I'm sure some of the members out there probably have got their own. And if they have, email me and we'll we'll
0: add them in. Well, those are the two recordings you heard from our video episodes. They're two little mini-episodes that you can watch. If you get on YouTube, look up Cheltenham Friends of the Samaritans and you'll find them as two separate videos. Paul talks a bit more. There's a in- very interesting ending to his video. And uh, you'll find us on there. Once you've done that, come back because... Well, hopefully by then have released our next episode and i'm very very excited about that because our next episode is all about the weird and wonderful things beginning with b yes we're back to our alphabet series and we've got rid of the a's we're on to b's and lovely timing that this is we're going to be talking about barnard castle if you have no idea why I'm finding that fantastic, listen to the <laughs> listen to next week's episode. So keep. So, I can't talk today. So stay safe, keep sane, and keep spook spotting. Goodbye.